Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Thursday show. Hopefully the caller from yesterday will call in and we can continue that conversation we started. Toward the end, I do have some notes in the event that that doesn't happen and the topic would be dealing with older kids. So some ideas and some things to think about in that situation. If you want to sign up for the SMS notification, I didn't do what I, my, my goal on this forward. So I don't spam your phone with notification is uh, I probably won't do the morning show announcements except for like maybe Monday or something so that uh, I'm not spamming you unless you're OK with that. Uh, so but if you want to be notified if the show isn't going to happen, if there's a change you can do that by texting DSD Live, all one word, to 1 598 And that will add you on to the SMS notification list. So I use that basically if I post an out of cycle video or something like that, or just to let you know what's going on. So sign up for that if you do want to call in. The phone line is one four two four three seven three five four eight three that's one four two four three seven three five four eight three or one four two four dsd live if you are outside uh or it's long distance or whatever there is a web interface the link for that is in the video description text down below so you can get into that Anyways, I also have this really cool uh, audio visualizer that I've been taking like four years to three years, three years to try to figure out how to do. And last night I had an epiphany uh, and I think I figured it out, but we shall, we shall see. So let me move my little box around. All right. Okay. So topic for today is dealing with older kids. And I just made some notes just in the broad sense to, uh, to go over this. I don't know if I can bring this up and I got a few bullet points, a couple of them on here. I, I needed to, I need, need to add, but, and actually the first thing before I even hit what's up on the screen right now, if you're watching the video version of this is kids oftentimes will be incredibly stubborn. And you should expect or can expect them to double and triple down if you push. You know, normally without our, you know, the, to the toxic mix it's not as big of a deal. You can still have that problem. But the reality is, is it, you know, when you have two parents that are working, whoops, working together to working together to parent kids, then you have a little bit more latitude on how you approach, how you approach dealing with your children. But when you are in a toxic situation where effectively you do not have an ally who's working with you for the betterment 
of everybody involved, you can unfortunately expect that they will undermine any progress you might be trying to get. You know, they're not going to be sitting there saying, look, you need to knock this off. The behaviors you're exhibiting towards your mom and or dad are absolutely inappropriate. You're not going to get that. I mean, what you will get from them, from the ex, is I'm trying. Here, let me do this one. I'm trying. You know, I've tried to talk to them. I just can't make them, you know, try to call you or, or, or follow the court order. I just, there's nothing I can do. And, <laughs> I mean, I even had that a few years ago when my, my youngest, I think, was 16 and played the, whoops, sorry, played the whole, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I've decided that I don't have to come see you. And uh, I didn't take the bait on that because, I mean, it's, that, that's just, you know, that, that's just right picking for a toxic narcissist for narcissistic supply. It's like sending an email saying, oh, could you please engage with me so that I can fill up my bucket? Anyways, do have a couple people here today. I'm going to go through the next bullet point on this in a moment. Uh, Ted's here says, good morning. You're right about having an exit plan. You have to have, you definitely have to have a plan uh, and going forward so that you can uh, extricate yourself from this. George says, good morning, all. Good morning to you, sir. Out and back says, good morning, Dwayne. Good morning to you, out and back. Uh, Gatiss says, good morning. Convenient for time for Europe. It's 4 p.m. in my country. Outstanding. <laughs> and, and Ted does like my, my mocky voice. <laughs> says, that voice is hilarious. I t- Hold on. I try, Ted. I really do. I, I just try to entertain everyone. I, I just don't know what I can do. Uh, I need a button that whenever I, I, I go to that other scene, it modifies my voice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Heather's on. Okay, what? I'm not sure what that, what that is. Hopefully I didn't do something inappropriate. Uh, Dr. Uh, Marnie. Hey, Dr. Marnie. How you doing? Says, hey, Dwayne. Hey to you. Says, says, how do you feel about the ex making your kids communicate through them uh, to you instead of, you know what, I'm going to highlight that and I will come back to that one. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Heather says, I'm going to hear that in my head every time I read a ridiculous email. There you go. That's awesome. And David says, DSD, good morning. Good morning to you, David. All right, let me, uh, let me, let me jump back into to this. Okay, so here are the bullet points that I think that, that, that you need to keep in mind when you're dealing with older kids. When I say older kids, I'm, I'm basically talking about kids that are past the age to where either the court has empowered them to make decisions. Like this child is old enough to decide when they want to see their other parent. And I hate it when courts do that because effectively what's happening is you've just, you have just completely empowered a toxic parent to ensure that the other parent never gets to see their other kid. I mean, I was thinking about that this morning. 
it didn't necessarily happen with me because of court back whenever I was a little child, but it absolutely, you know, got spun around to where I stopped going over to see my own dad. My brother ended up going over there and living with him. And then I felt obligated to, to stay there and protect my mom. And it was complicated. So, but unfortunately, sometimes that's the situation we get ourselves into. So what, I, what you got to think about is whatever you're doing, is it moving the needle to get to where you want to go? I often talk about battles and wars. You need to focus on the end game. You need to focus on what the, the war is. You can fight every battle. And going back with that first thing I was talking about with kids being stubborn, oftentimes that does not help you because all you're doing is you're effectively encouraging the kid to keep with that thing. I mean, I even can remember, you know, I'm trying to remember, basically my two younger kids, especially my middle kid, was like, it was like a badge of honor. I'm stubborn. And I'm like, you know, and, and the only thing I could think of is somehow in my situation, the mom must have said something to make being stubborn a, a good thing. And she was proud. It's like, I'm stubborn. I'm going to stick my foot in the ground and, you know, I'm not going to budge. And it's funny because I used to say about my ex, I actually said before I knew what was going on and when we were still married, well, I almost said her name. Um, I had said to her a, a few times, it's like, you are so stubborn that if I, the house was on fire and I told you you needed to leave, you would be like, I'm not leaving. You know, I mean, it's like for your own detriment. And in retrospect, oh my God, how freaking spot on was that realization that I did not completely understand? Understand that the hurt, anger, bitterness that you feel that you have is going to make making decisions very complicated, very complicated. So you need to be, you need to, you need to stay focused on what your goal is and remember it's like, okay, the next action I take, is it really going to help the overall goal? And I'll tell you, not, that's not going to be one of those things that's going to be easy to do. If you're having a hard time with it and you have an opportunity to have an interaction and you do not think that you're going to be able to stay focused on making decisions that will help the overall goal of this, don't engage, don't engage, you know, because you, at this stage, you want to make sure that everything you do is helping, not detracting. Sometimes this is harder whenever you do have more contact with your kids because, you know, you don't have an option of not, not seeing them. You know, I'm, I often talk about this, keeping the door open. You have to give them a pathway to where they feel like they can try to open, you know, try to come back and start the conversation. I will tell you, if you allow space and you don't push so that they, that they're not focused on being stubborn, 
I've seen a lot of positive results with that where kids will turn around. I mean, I've even, I need to check in with one gentleman I was working with before where, you know, he had gone through, you know, kids, I think was 17 or almost 17 and daughter basically was like, I hate you. I don't ever want to talk to you again. You know, you need to just stay away from me, which he did. And then she starts, she starts coming back. You know, and it's hard, right? Because you're angry about it. it. It's like ripping a scab off an old wound. But most of the time, when kids, not all the time, but they will get an offer. To, they will start coming back around. I mean, I even tried to do that with my own father. The only problem is, is that he got stuck in this being angry and bitter that it was just, it was too painful for him to really have a positive interaction with me. And it just helped the alienation continue to go. Understanding that the ex will not help. I already made my little, my little uh, comment about that. And then finally, it's going to take time. None of this is going to happen overnight. And you're going to have to rebuild or work towards something that effectively you shouldn't have to, which is another part of this that's really tough. So let's see. I think I have... Oh, I have... Okay, I think on line one, I have the caller from yesterday. So let me get that set up. And hit the right button. Click on the right window. Hello and welcome to the show. Are you there? I am Dwayne. Good morning. Yep. And I'm the caller from yesterday. So oh, perfect so timing. For- All right. Having me back on. Yeah. Yeah, if you kind of want to do a, a recap of what you feel comfortable with saying, and then we can kind of deep dive. In. Absolutely. So, so go for it. Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, I'm two years into a what was originally a separation that got converted to a divorce and all the same stuff that people go through, restraining order, you know, de novo hearing, uh, getting cleared of the restraining order, Mayada, um uh, two years into this process and, um, you know, have had the experience of, um, being alienated, particularly from my two eldest children, um, both, uh, female. And, um, you know, it's, it breaks my heart because I had a loving, healthy relationship with them prior to this. And mom has incorporated them into her narrative as well as, um, uh, as confidants and friends rather than children. Uh, yeah. You know, one in particular is, is having to get specialized mental health treatment because of, um, her saying that she's suicidal and what have you. And with, in my situation, I have limited, uh, time with them. And now just, you know, to piggyback off of what you were sharing earlier, uh, limited time, you know, with the, uh, GAL's input, um, you know, less, uh, less, or actually no time with them right now. There's a reprieve while she was finishing up her, her treatment program for, um, you know, uh, an outpatient program with a mental health facility. So, 
Now, yeah, me, man, I'm just. I uh, want to ask a question. Are you so you're yeah. saying the gal is also recommending that you spend less time with with the kids? Correct, because her her assessment is, um, and we had we we had a, uh, a gal on a case before, and she actually got fired um, from the county. <laughs> so well, that's awesome. Um, long story short, uh, there was a new one, and the new one has interface with the old one. Um, and in fact, the old one made a crazy recommendation at the same time she filed for her own divorce. So, um, I, I can't help but feel like there's a little bit of projecting going on there, but long story short, um, you know, the, the, the issue at hand is, um, I even have a 10 year old and they've given the 10 year old decision-making power, whether they stay or go on, every other weekend placement. Um, and then the two older ones, uh, 16 and 14, they've, the GAL said, you know, um, and again, there's no grounds for it. I mean, I've gone through the ringer with everything, um, to the point of like even bogus CPS report and that getting screened out and what have you. So yeah, man, it's been a hard battle. It's bombs going off all the time. And you know, my heart, breaks for my kids and do you get to see your youngest you one you do? said you have four right yep i get to see the two youngest okay and so actually, so the 10 year okay so the 10 year old you do get to see but the gal was saying well the 10 year old should be able to decide what they want if they want to go correct that's what you were saying correct correct 10 10 and 6 um and instead of a full weekend placement uh they give the 10 year old decision making whether the 10 year old stays for a 24 hour period or for the full weekend. And up until the last court appearance, the 10 year old was staying three overnights, um, on those weekends. So for the full weekend, um, uh, and then after the last court appearance, magically, you know, just staying 24 hours only. So, yeah. And I would imagine the reason that they're on the older kid, especially the one that was having, and I'm sorry you're dealing with that and your daughter has to go through that, but I'm assuming what they're, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming what they're trying to say is that, well, it's so stressful to be around dad that it's actually, uh, making the mental health issues worse. And, and that's why we just need to make sure that the 16 year old or what, which I can't remember if that was a 16 year old that, that was having 14, that problem. Yep. 14 year old. Um, yep. and am I, am I right? That's kind of the logic they're using is that, you know, hundred percent. You, you, you nailed it Dwayne. you nailed it. Like I couldn't have scripted it and handed it to you any better than what you just described. Right. So the, the hard part about that, and man, it, I swear it's like they all follow the same playbook. And, and the problem is, is that, if they get a little wedge or they make a little headway into it, it's just they they crack the whole thing open. I mean, mine tried to basically play that game too. Um, you know, just, you know, it's so stressful going over there. They're not happy. You know, they should just stay here. You know, I, I so so what I'm trying to get at is is if you have the opportunity to deal with the mental health professionals, do you, let me ask you that first. Do you have, I mean, will the doctors or anybody talk to you or no? 
No one has thus far. And here's my other problem. This is something that, you know, I've kind of clapped back on with the GAL and what my, my attorney is working on. I've, I've not had joint legal through this whole experience. So all oh, crap. Okay. Well, that yeah, makes it more complicated. Right. It's been so legal and there's no grounds for it. Absolutely zero. None. But did they temporarily In award the that? I mean, are you, do you have a court order that says you do not have legal custody? No, it's, it's, this is all temporary orders. We've, we okay. are just now getting to the stage of getting in front of a judge. Everything's been in front of a court commissioner up until this point. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's not great, but that's better than a permanent order. If you had a permanent order that said that, then trying to undo that's different or harder. Uh, the sad reality, and I, and I know this is something you're more than likely struggling and, and incredibly frustrated with, is I'm assuming you feel as though your ex is just throwing fuel on the fire on this and obviously hurting your kids because, you know, being inpatient or, you know, it's admitted into a hospital because of that's not a great thing at 14. Um, Correct. You know, and it, and it, and it's, it doesn't help the kid, but it helps her narrative, right? I mean, it helps for custody. It helps for control and all that stuff. And if God dang it, man. So you're going to need, and I, I think you mentioned the other day that you were, or you're working with an attorney. So you're working on that. I mean, the first thing you need to get is on legally have a, a, an ability to talk to these medical professionals. And, and the reason I say that is just so that you can basically say, look, I'm here. What do I need to do to help my daughter? Um, you know, and, and even, it, even anticipate that they might say, well, you know, she needs space from you so she can heal. And it's like, okay, but you know, obviously there's, there's an issue there. So we need to work on it. Right. I mean, so just to establish that you're, you're not the, the person that they're trying to portray you out to be to where you get them to start helping with repairing your relationship and helping her in the process, your daughter. Does that make sense? hundred percent, man. I'm, I'm totally tracking with you. I've been, I've been hesitant to do any of that because, um, I don't want to go into details, but uh, I had contact um, with some professionals and that triggered um, a CPS report. Oh, yeah. If you don't have legal custody and you and you don't I mean, you don't legal. I mean, you have morally you have the right, but legally you don't. It just it 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 blows up in your face, you know. Yep. I mean, and it's so easy for, for us when we're, if we're in that situation to say, well, it's our kid who in the hell is ever going to have a problem with it? Uh, family court, you know, they're going to look at it and say, well, you're not authorized to do this. So you're interject interjecting where you're not supposed to be, you know, and all you're trying to do is be there for your kid and make sure that they don't self, you know, they don't delete themselves. And you, Correct. we can easily get caught up in the mode where we think, well, any normal human is going to understand this. And is going to be on my side. And that's, I mean, you'll have to tell it. I mean, did you, how did that play out when never CP, did they tell you to back off or what happened? Uh, CTS? Yeah. Um, no, actually I got screened out and, um, you know, the, the investigator said, you seem like a really great dad. I'm sorry that you and your kids are experiencing this, but I was able to set the tone early on 
That's good. Once they contacted me because I said I'm in a high conflict divorce situation where uh, we're litigating child custody, and I think that your uh, this re- this report regarding me and my children probably has a lot to do with that. And um, at least here, I know some states now are opening up and revealing who the reporter is. Oh, nice. But, okay. Um, here where here where I live, they they don't. Oh, but okay. I did ask on what date was this? On what date did did this report come in? And they told me the date, and I said, "Well, that's that's funny enough because the day before, I sent an email, very high level, uh, not bashing mom or anything, but I cc'd mom on it for communication and um, no narrative driving, nothing like that, Dwayne. Just oh, yeah. hey, I want to support the kids." you know, how can I do it? Blah, blah, blah. Look forward to partnering with you, yada, yada. And at the end of it, um, uh, the next day is when that report, when, when I was yeah, reported yeah. for, uh, emotional abuse and neglect of the children, which got screened out. So, yeah. I don't mean to laugh. It's just like the, the, it's it's almost funny. I mean, I know it's not funny, and I know that when I was going through this, thinking of anything as as funny on this was not did did didn't, it wasn't. It was very angering. But I mean, these people follow the same damn path. I mean, it's like you're you're sitting here trying to say, "Hey, look, I'm here. I want to you know whatever I can do. You know, if, if you if there's something that you can that I can do to help move the needle to help my daughter, I'm here." And your ex turns around and says, "That's abusive." I mean, the good part about it is, is it, it, the more the more she makes decisions and does things that makes her look like a fool. It helps your case. I mean, I'm you, telling you, man, and that, that's what I've that's what I've learned from listening to your um, podcast and your old videos and some other friends that I have. That um, now is the time where we get out of, you know, we get out of our, out of our ex's ways and let them in essence, bury themselves, give them yeah. rope enough to, yeah, exactly. In essence, hang themselves. And I hate to use, and I hate to use that analogy, you know, in, in light of everything that people go through. So please forgive me folks that are listening, but you know, you give them enough to just start tripping up on themselves and that, you know, I had a friend say, look, you know, uh, cause I was freaking out. It's so dysregulating. You know, oh, absolutely. You time off of work with your last thing. And I'm trying to rebuild and recover from all of this. And, it's completely dysregulating, but you know, this buddy told me, he's like, look, man, this is going to go in your favor and you don't see it right now, but just continue to play the long game and two years is a long game, but you know, there's more time ahead of me for sure. So, um, yeah, man. So I, you know, my, my big thing now is like, how do I, um, you know, from, from afar, if you will try to, um, uh, communicate to my kids, you know, that I'm, I'll always be here for them. I love them. You know, I had one experience where the 14 year old, um, is yelling at me. Um, this is right when, so yeah. So I got cleared through CPS. Um, and then magically the older ones now absolutely don't want to see me anymore. Right. So that's a trigger. Then the gal gets involved and says, you know, we need to give him some space. She doesn't know about the CPS 
Uh, we're reserving that for trial if it heads that direction, uh, unless we can get a partial marital settlement agreement or what have you. But long story short, um, you know, it's, you know, timing and all this and holidays and, oh, yeah. um, you know, my kids, don't, my kids don't have electronics. They don't have access to kind of quote unquote awful things that other kids have, at least over at mom's. It's very insular. And I'm like, man, what do, what do I, well, unfortunately, do I, um, yeah, I, the, unfortunately your, your next move is you have to get court ordered time. You know, you, so that there is, whether it's phone calls or physical or, or whatever, uh, and, and even understand, I mean, the, the older kids are already being conditioned slash programmed that to reject you, right? I mean, it's like, and, and unfortunately they know subcon at a subconscious level that anything other than disdain for dad, and just in your situation, right? I mean, on the targeted parent is a problem and they're going to pay for it in different ways. So the, and the, and the only way to really counter that is with having a connection and having time with your kid, you know, and unfortunately, since you, the state or the current situation you're in, you have to get some legal ground on that. And I mean, in most states are the, the days of dad sucks, you know, we're just going to not keep him involved. There's enough evidence and reports and studies and everything that show that that kids need both parents in their lives. So most family courts, even if they're not helpful, well, all of them are not helpful. They do tend to like, okay, how do we, yeah, how do we at least get, get the other parent involved? So you'll probably have some success. It probably won't be, you know, as great as you hope for, you know, and, and the lingering thing that your ex is going to push on you is, well, you're going to push it and you're going to, because of you trying to be in your child's life, something may go wrong. You know, something may happen that, uh, you know, you will be your fault. I'm sure that guilt has already been, I mean, I don't know if your ex has said it specifically like that, but I would imagine that's the underlying tone that, you know, well, if you push this, she's, you're going to push her over the edge. Have you had to deal with that yet? Oh, listen, man. Yep. There was, there was a wedge issue. It was outlined all in our family wizard and the original gal and, uh, another court official, you know, I, I had a very reasonable response, but it was, it was Dwayne from, from your mouth to that page. I mean, I could re replay it right now in my mind. Um, pretty much telling me like, if you push for this decision, the kids will know it's from you because I told them my position and this is, which is completely inappropriate. Right. And it's going to further alienate the kids from, from you, like literally put that in, in writing. And, um, yeah. So, so, uh, it is crazy how, how, you know, this, you know, this so well, um, well, the crazy part yeah. is, is they, I mean, so the, the crazy part is, is they follow the same playbook, you know? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, it's like, I don't know how many times I've had conversations with people and I can almost, I mean, most of the time I can finish what, what's it's like, okay, this is what you're thinking. This is what happened. This is, and this is the way it played out. Right. 
yeah, it's like, how did you know? It's like, because they all do the same thing. So, I mean, the, so I guess here, here's the, here's the positive part for you, right? The whole mental health issue you're talking about, absolutely dealt with that myself. Um, it's very scary. And I, and I, and I feel sorry for you, you know, and your daughter going through this. I mean, it's terrifying. I mean, your child is having, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, a problem. You're completely helpless to to really facilitate any type of positive change. We all know in the back of our mind and the back of our hearts that this is this is coming from the manipulation and mind games from a toxic parent. And there's and we just can't seem Correct. to get anyone someone, someone unhealthy and that's just just you know just passing their unhealthiness. Yeah on or trying to right but, but what i will say on this is i mean now don't get me wrong i mean this that this is moving into an area which is not great right i mean it's a danger zone i mean it's like you know you're getting into you know the warning signs and stuff however this unfortunately does appear to be a a trend of what kids go through you know i i had that same type of thing with my oldest and my youngest and typically if something catastrophic doesn't happen, they're able to get through it, right? I mean, so it's just, again, it's about focusing on the long game with this. Actually, to be honest, I, I don't know if you heard when I was talking about the story earlier, that's kind of what the other person I was working with was dealing with, basically falling out with a, with his you know, teenage child. Uh, she then, you know, mental health issues, uh, I don't want to say the word because I don't want to get banned on YouTube, but, you know, self-deletion stuff. And, you know, then it was like, you know, don't, you know, the whole thing, exactly what you're talking about. You know, this guy battles it out in court. Finally, the judge, you know, is like, look, a kid's 17. They can make their own decision, you know, and that was the one where the the child was like, I don't want to see you. You know, you suck. Not didn't say it quite like that, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, basically it's like, you know, you mm -hmm. need to leave me alone and I don't think you can do it. Right. And he's like, okay, well, that's what you want. I don't like it, but I'm going to respect it. And he backed off. And then a couple of months later, it was just some stupid text. You know, it's like, you know, Hey, I was, you know, I saw this and I thought of you, you know, and it's hard. And, and when I talk about keeping the door open and maybe you can relate to this or, or not, but, but it, it's hard because whenever, even when they do reach, reach out, it almost like is well not almost it is like a pts ptsd response because everything that you've you've emotionally been trying to to deal with and suppress comes crashing back down you know and it's really tough to not you know want to take your finger and jab it in their eye and say something and you can't cuz cuz i mean you can i mean you have every right to and your emotions are 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 valid but is it going to help anything you know? Right. You so, know what? And, and that's, you know, that's really great that you say that because I, I think I'm in a spot where, um, you know, we all deal with hurts in different ways. And yeah. I've got these kids that uh, we all love our kids. Right. But I, I, I'm not at a point where I would ever throw it necessarily back in their face. I mean, early on in this process when they were saying crazy stuff and I'd be like, you sound just like, you know, mom, and they would get offended and they would oh, yeah. double down. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, and then, you know, just going through the process and realizing, oh, that's not right on my part, <laughs> even though it makes complete sense, right? Exactly. Yeah. But navigating this new world of of all bad, all good, right? Mm -hmm. Villain and 
and uh, you know, saint, if you will. So let me let me. But um, you know, I'll go ahead. No, I wanted to dovetail onto that, and because I, I mean, I did the same thing, and it's and it's a very. I mean, it's a, it's an easy wedge issue to get, or it's an easy trap to fall for. And it definitely works into a wedge issue is when they do that, whenever you, you take that up, you know, you're like, Hey, that's exactly like, you know, your mom. And I mean, I mean, I actually said that to my kids too, early on a better approach. And I'm saying this not, I mean, you've already gone through this, so you've already done it. But I mean, just to hit that point is if you're in that mode and something's happening, what your best approach is don't bring the X into it and sit down and say, okay, you know, let's have a discussion about this. Why are you feeling this way? You know, what can I do to make this better? Right. I mean, and, and make it to where the kid has buy-in on how to, to make this better going forward. Right. So that they feel that you're hearing them, even though it's, you're looking at it and you see a little mini version of your ex, you know, going, me, 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 you know, poking you right in the eye. Um, you, see, it's an opportunity to, to basically undermine their, what the parental alienation that the ex is trying to instill in the kids. Yeah. Does that make sense? hundred percent. You know, I've learned a lot about just empathy through the experience. Um, there's a great book by Bill Eddy called ear empathy, attention, respect. Yeah. And you know, you know, the 14 year old, that's the one that, uh, was in a outpatient program. Um, she, she was yelling at me saying she never wanted to see me again. And I just, you know, de-escalated and. Oh, nice. Good for yeah, you. I love you. I'll always, I'll always be your, I'll always be your dad. I'm always here. Be saying about being anxious around me. I'm so anxious around you. And, and, um, in the past, I probably would have said, you know, whatever, get in the car, we're going. But instead I just said, um, that's got to be hard to feel anxious. What can I do to help? Oh, dude, hold on. I got to do, I got to do, you, you definitely deserve this. That is perfect. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. That is an outstanding example of that. Good for you. Thank you, brother. And it's really, uh, so again, uh, the thing that I've been sharing with you is, you know, your, your YouTube channel, other resources, helping just a guy that's in a bad situation and other parents that are in bad situations where it's like, okay, uh, let's engage, let's engage a, another level of thinking besides, you know, uh, reacting. And I found myself in this spot where I had to respond instead of react. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And put myself in my kid's shoes. So you were, you know, you were alluding to it earlier, you know, it's, it's really easy for us to be angry with our kids. And I'm not angry. I'm sad. Oh, yeah. man, I'm going to cry here. I'm sad for my kids. Um, I know, dude. And, I mean, and it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's an impossible situation to be in. And like I was mentioning earlier, you, you feel that helplessness, but, but see, here's the thing, you, everything you're saying, I mean, okay, we all make mistakes in this. You're pivoting, you're hitting it right you have a, you have a good solid approach. I mean, obviously you got to build up some ground, but you got a plan to do that. So, I mean, you're, I mean, and thank God the kids have you in their life. I mean, because if not, it would be a vacuum with that, that toxicity being instilled in them without any, without, without even a, a potential lifeline. I know technically right now with the estranged relationship that you have, unfortunately with your kids, you know, you're working back towards that. But I, I think you, you have a strong opportunity to where you are going to get more time. 
and you'll have an opportunity to start rebuilding and working on those relationships. You know, I mean, so you're, I mean, I know this sucks. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, this is, I wouldn't wish it, wish this shit on my worst enemy because it's just the most brutal, gut-wrenching, horrible thing to run, run, you know, have somebody have to experience. I mean, from the father, parent, from the parent side, and equally from the kids, the kids shouldn't have, I mean, nobody should have to deal with this. So. Right, right. If, if someone wants to be done in a relationship, Hey, have at it. Sorry. I've accepted that, you know, move on. Right. But, uh, to bring the kids into your narratives and to, uh, you know, you've alluded to it. I, I see the parentification of my kids. I mean, I'm, I'm, talking to the gal and others like do you see what's going on here and it's so frustrating when you have quote-unquote professionals involved in these situations and they're just like you know like um you know that's and again uh coming back to it just okay what what do i have control over what can i do who can i be for my kids who can i be for myself yeah going forward and that's a lot of the lessons that I've been learning over the two years, you know, and you talked about it, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, to your point, you know, you don't wish this on your worst enemy. I really don't. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's absolutely, I mean, it, it's, it's like your kid got kidnapped in their traffic or something, you know, it just feels yeah. like you're completely helpless. And, um, and then if you do see them, it's like, you know, you shouldn't have let that happen to me. I, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, adding a lot to this narrative, but you know, they're 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 blaming you for where they're at, and um, I can take that. I mean, I can I can take that now. I don't hear it as much. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just you know I I struggle with, you know that that you know having that well having having that part of your heart ripped out of your chest you know i mean and you know i mean it's like we all i mean i think especially for men i mean when you when you have a family and you have kids that becomes i mean you know i mean it's a it's it's your identity it's part of your life it's part of your responsibility and then you wake up one day and someone rips it away from you and takes away any of an, you know, takes away the opportunity for you to be the parent you want to be. And I mean, and then all the extra little, you know, goodness that happens where they're throwing rocks at you effectively, you know, taking money and all this other stuff. I mean, it's just like, it's like you're getting it from every end, every side. So when, when do you actually get to go back to court? Um, it'll be the end of this month. Um, okay. We were in court last, last month. And at that point, um, you know, opposing counsel was like, you know, we, we want to present a, you know, proposal and blah, 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 but they've now sent it over. So now I met with my attorney yesterday and, uh, that's who I was, uh, that's why I was in the car yesterday when, when I called in, mm, okay. um, just to come up with a game plan and I'm coming up with my own proposal, um, to move forward on because we've not received anything from opposing counsel. They were supposed to get it to us like within a, within a day or two because they had presented something previously. And I said, no, uh, 
not that I don't want to work together, but it's like you need the wisdom of Solomon, like you're splitting your family in essence in half. You know, I've got two kids that are younger, two kids that are older. And um, I'm looking at this, I'm like, I don't feel like this is acceptable. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't have more contact with my older kids. And then what is this? You know, like, it was just so confusing. And, and um, again, when you're in a trauma state of mind and you're, you're like, okay, we came up with this 11th hour agreement, sign on here and we can move forward. And I'm like, I'm, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't make a decision right now. Like, Good. I need time. Good for you. Like, I this mean, is not, this is not buying. Yeah. This is not buying a car. This is, I'm, I'm looking into the future. I'm looking at how this impacts not just me, but my relationship with the kids. Absolutely. And I think these attorneys just think like, okay, my attorney was frustrated with me. I'm like, well, I'm sorry to make you upset, but these are my kids. Like, Oh yeah. You know? It, oh, it, and it, the reality it, is, yeah, is if you made a decision and you signed on the dotted line and then a year later you decide you made a mistake, you're screwed. Trying to go back and change something yeah. that you stipulated, agreed to is, I mean, it's not impossible, but it is not any, I mean, it, because now it's like, well, you've already locked this in and now you're trying to change it. So good on you. You know, here, I'll do this again because, you know, that was, that was a smart move on your part um, to, uh, to do that. And, and a lot of people get into that trap. You get caught up in that moment. You make a decision you know, it was like, well, I'm not seeing my kids at all. So they let me, you know, they're going to let me have a phone call. So I'll assign to it. And now you're, and then you realize later that your, your situation is, is horrible and undoing it. Anyways, bottom line is you did good on that. So good for you on that and catching that and not falling for falling for that. Especially when your attorney wasn't even yeah. backing you up on it. Did you switch attorneys or are you with the well, same you one? Know, I did. Okay. No, I switched attorneys and, um, you know, my new one is a gal and he knows the ins and outs and uh, he's very much been an advocate. Whereas my last one just felt like, you know, it was, it was paint by numbers. This is how this goes. This is what. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and feeling like an uninformed, um, um, participant in the whole thing. Like I have no idea what's going on. What does this mean? What's, what's that? What, so why are we doing it this way? Like, but I don't, I don't want this this way. Well, you know, this will work out better. And it's like, no, you just want to, you want to push, push to the finish line or you want to push to get more billable hours. That's what it felt like for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And And it's judicial theater. It's like they, they put on this play and say, you know, say these things and it's like, wait a minute, what is going on here? It's like, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like the, the, the decisions were predetermined. They already decided who was winning and who was losing before we even started. You know, a hundred percent. I, I completely agree with you, Dwayne. And I'm, I'm the poor staff that's walking in like, Hey, uh, you know, and, and the things that were in my favor is there's no, as I was alluding to yesterday, there's no extra people. There's no addictive behaviors. There's none of that. Right. Right. Um, or anything even close to, uh, I don't consume alcohol. So I'm like, I'm not trying to say I'm a boy scout, but, but in essence, like when the court looks or when people look at me, they're like, this guy's like pretty plain Jane. Like, why are we here? Right. The worst thing that he's got going on is, um, he's playing angry birds too much on his phone, you know, like, so at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, and, and ironically enough, my, you know, in the last court appearance, it was, 
again, cre- creating a wedge issue that, you know, my 10 year old likes to stay with me for the full weekend because, and I heard it from both the gal and, um, uh, the family court worker assigned to our case that dad incentivizes time with his son by playing video games. I'm like, what the heck? Like what sort of bizarre world are we in where people are, you've got nothing to hang your hat on in terms of any sort of. Well, what they're trying to, yeah. And, and the, and the underlying theme they're trying to say is, well, you don't really want to be with your child. You're just, you know, you just physically want to have them for money and, you know, you don't know how to deal with it. So you're, you know, you're just sticking them in front of an Xbox or, you know, console. I mean, again, it's, it's the same freaking pattern. These people follow the same damn things. And, and I'm sorry that the professionals, quote unquote, are, are facilitating those stupid ass arguments. I apologize for saying it that way, but. No, man, that's good. I mean, <laughs> that, that's how I feel about it because I'm really like, are we serious? Are you really like, are we really serious? Like you're, we're, we're in a court case. I've been accused of emotional abuse, uh, had a, had a, a TRO temporary restraining order that was denied, which everyone I talk to in law enforcement says that never happens. Those always get approved from jump. Mine not it, not so much anymore, man. It used to be, it used to be, in the old days, like at the early, well, I would say from the time I started the channel, what I keep seeing is TROs, unless you do something stupid, get thrown out. You know, whereas in the past, you're right. You know, someone would make an accusation. And the reason is, is I think this tactic has been used so much in family court and people are realizing realizing it that they don't believe it anymore. So unless, you know, so when you finally get in for the TRO hearing, from my experience with the people I've worked with through the channel, they get... I honestly, I, I'm trying to remember the, the, and the only time, let me back up. I have heard some that where the TRO is turned into permanent. And then if I dig a little bit deeper and I'm like, okay, what happened? You know, and there's always something, you know, like one person, one lady mm. had a, a restraining order and, you know, I'm like, well, what happened? And it's like, well, I went up to him and told him I was going to stab him in the throat. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay. Uh, and then, you know, in her situation, you know, he called the cops right there. And I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, well, you, you, you done messed up, you know? Um, but it's like, as long as you don't, as long as you don't do anything that they can hang their hat on, most of the time they get thrown out, you know? And I, and I like to, I want to get that message out because like what you, and that's, this, this is the problem. Well, there's a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong on this, but Right. The, the, the right. thing that, that concerns me is a person like yourself who's going through this and you get whacked with a TRO or a, a potential TR, temporary restraining order, and you go talk to people and they're like, oh God, you know, you're, you're screwed. You know, you're going to get it. This is going to be permanent. You're going to lose custody. You're going to, you know, you're, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like catastrophic thinking to the, to the nth degree. And it is really easy just to let that just drive you into the pit of hell. And I, and oh, I just a hundred percent Dwayne, like, yeah, and yeah. I, if I could interject, it was, it, my, my deal was, it was a denied TR, uh, denied temporary restraining order. Then we got in front of a court commissioner. Then the court commissioner uh, approved it. And the only grounds for approving it is that my ex had, um, had written down re- really rudimentary anytime we had a disagreement or an argument and there was stuff in there like, he didn't draw smiley faces on all the kids' sandwich bags 
and uh, just really ridiculous stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm okay. This is I'm sitting there like like a preening peacock. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is going to get thrown out and walking out of here, and we could work on our relationship because that's what she's saying that she wants, and get reunited with the kids. And uh, long and short of it is, then it got approved, and she turns to my wife and asked, do you want a, a one-year or four-year restraining order? And she goes, one year. And I'm like, what? And I break down right there, man. I start crying right in the courtroom. And I'm like, because I I didn't care about the relationship so much at that point. I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. But it was more about the impact of my relationship with the kids. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I knew that right away because it was already getting uh, strained and estranged. Um, and it went from there. So, like... You know that that's where I started catastrophizing a lot in just the the manner in which you know that stuff happens. Then you're out of the house and you're looking for a place to 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 live, and you're trying to get your bearings, and it's bombs going off left, right, oh, yeah. and up and down. So yeah, it's re- it's real easy just to kind of emotionally spin out of control on that, and just feel like just go start having some really dark thoughts. So now there's now that restraining order is, let me ask you this, that restraining order is done or is it still in effect right now? Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, immediately we filed for a de novo hearing and that got dismissed and vacated. Oh, thank Um, God. So it was dismissed and vacated, uh, which is it with, I think without prejudice. So it could be brought up again. Oh, right, right. There's no grounds for, yeah. So in yeah, other words, I mean, that, again, that I, topic, that overarching topic is still, you know, the court still has jurisdiction over it. So if something did happen, they could come back and do it. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, whatever. Right. And at the time, again, being an ill advised, um, you know, my attorney's like, Oh, let's you know do this. It avoids going in front of the judge in the trial and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I had no difference. I didn't know the difference between with prejudice and without prejudice. I mean, well, I mean, the reality in that situation, you would have never got with prejudice if I'm remembering correctly what the terms are, you know, because it's just like the reality is, is, well, what if tomorrow you did something that would warrant it? Well, if they make it to where they can't, now they can't legally do it. Right. I mean, they're not going to, you know, so it's one of those things where, yeah, it's, you got to pick your battles. You know what I mean? Correct. So, but in that case, it was dismissed, vacated, you know, Good. CPS report. And this is this is where I push back on the gal. Like, you know, you're making these recommendations. Um, you know, I've been investigated by multiple agencies and I've been cleared every time. And why are my kids so dysregulated? Um, why are they why are they feeling anxious or why are they feeling distrustful of me? Um, you know, and I have to point back to there's a source for that. And yep. if it's not me, who and where is that source? Like I'm starting to, in essence, stand up for myself without being a jerk, but also being like, look, these are also my children. And um, no, and you have to, and, and it's a, essence, it's a fine, uh, about, I mean, it's a, not fine. It's a very difficult balancing act because everyone in this situation is anticipating for you to be an ass. And if you do in their mind, they're going to, it's going to validate, the the story that they have about you in their head so you have to you know you have to advocate for yourself but you have to do it in a very calm respectful manner so that 
it doesn't blow up in your face. And it's hard because it's like somebody's sitting there and just, you know, poking you in the chest for five hours and you cannot flip out and, you know, punch the person in the face and say, knock it off. I mean, bad example, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it's like everybody is waiting. Everybody is watching to make, to see if you're going to make a mistake and you can't. So, and you've done, I mean, it sounds like you've been doing a good job with it. It's just not, it's a horrible experience. Well, early on, I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest, you know, like I said earlier, you oh, know, yeah. telling my kids, like, you sound just like your mom or, you know, my, one of my kids was, you know, I went to them and I asked them, how did our relationship get to this point? Well, four years ago, this situation happened and, uh, you know, I fell off my bike and you were more concerned about the new bike getting scuffed than me being hurt. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm processing like, what? Yeah. And I took it very seriously when she said it. And I just said, Hey, that was me being dumbass dad. I'm sorry about that. Um, you know, I asked you for forgiveness then I'm asking for forgiveness now. Will you forgive me for making you feel that way? You know, but even later on, uh, even in that same conversation, talking about something goofy, like, um, playing a video game and I threw the controller on the couch, uh, in frustration. And I laughed because I'm to God, Dwayne, like I'm the most non-competitive competitive person that you'll come across. Like I've been in situations where we're playing pickup basketball and I'm like, Hey guys, you realize this isn't the NBA. We're playing in this podunk, you know, gym here, right? Like, you know, we're not, we're not LeBron James, like calm down. It's not that serious, you know? Yeah. So she said that and I had just a guttural reaction where I chuckled and then she's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, I don't remember this situation ever happening. And again, if it went down like that, like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but just, just off the wall, um, you know, yeah, you no. me this, you said that like none, like none of that. Yeah. It was, these weird, like far reaching, uh, far, you know, I got to really stretch to find something to, oh, yeah. to throw your way at on, on why I'm offended and why, you know, I don't want to be around you and all that stuff. And Hey, unfortunately you know, we are we're rolling up on the top of the hour. So unfortunately we're going to have to wrap, we're going to have to wrap this up. I, absolutely, I, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for calling in, man. I, I hopefully we, we're able to deep dive into some of your stuff and it was helpful for other people, but thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you doing it. I'm going to speak for everyone in the community. Like we appreciate what you're doing, the work that you're doing. Thank you for helping us navigate some of the most horrific stuff in our lives in a way that can bring honor and dignity, not only to ourselves, but to our kids and to be in a healthy spot for, you know, God willing, them turning back and realizing like, you know, this is what was going on. And, you know, this parent of mine that stuck it out, um, you know, they're the healthy one and you're, you're helping us, man. So appreciate you, dude. Yeah, Take thank- care. You have a great rest of your day. You, you too. Thanks, man. All right. So sorry that that, that was, I think a really good conversation. So hopefully you guys got some value out of that. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to basically start wrapping the show up. First thing I want to do is thank the channel members who hit the join button, who help keep the phone lines open because it charges me for every minute. <laughs> and uh, 
I really appreciate the support of these folks who are scrolling up because it really means a lot to me that uh, you believe in what's going on here and the help that it's providing and are willing to hit that join button. On that, guys, don't let this crap completely torpedo you. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. Perseverance, stoicism is key on this. And uh, we can continue this discussion tomorrow. And have a great rest of your day, guys.